This is the KFDM Morning Show podcast from the most watched morning team in Southeast Texas. In our headlines, a family desperately searching for a missing Port Arthur woman, Felicia Roy, also known as Felicia Wynn, last seen on Oak Avenue just off Gulfway Drive back on September the 8th. She has not been heard from since. Port Arthur police say she is deaf, uses sign language and lip reads for communication. If you have seen Roy, contact the Port Arthur Police Department, 409-983-8600. An update out of Houston, police have identified and charged the person of interest in the death of a toddler in an abandoned SUV and his father. 38-year-old Bolani Fidario is charged with two counts of murder and one count of tampering with evidence. Police say Fidario killed 38-year-old Michael Eason after an argument at a shopping center. Police say he then drove off in Eason's SUV, which was later found less than a mile away from the scene, with the two-year-old dead inside as temperatures reached the mid-90s. According to KPRC Houston, prosecutors say Fidario told investigators he knew Eason for over 30 years and Eason owed him money. Fidario's bond said at $1.5 million. A Houston lawman accused of betraying the badge, Chief Deputy for Harris County Precinct 5, Constable Office Brian Harris arrested in an undercover prostitution operation Wednesday night. He was one of 14 arrested in a sting at a Montgomery County hotel. Harris jailed, charged with solicitation of prostitution prostitution, which is now a felony in Texas. He was also terminated effective immediately, according to the Harris County Precinct 5 constable. In Liberty County, investigators from the sheriff's office will hold a news conference today on how they work together from start to finish to solve the murder of a teenager who worked at a popular restaurant. Kevin Revere Ortiz, Joel Garcia Martinez, and Catherine Alvarez Flores are all sitting in the Liberty County Jail charged with murder. Total bond, $3 million. They're accused of killing 16-year-old Emily Rodriguez Avila. She left work early this month at Nico Nico's Greek and American Cafe in Houston. Her body was found the, the next morning, September the 4th, about 50 miles away in a ditch near Plum Grove in Liberty County. The motive for the murder, unknown. Authorities in Galveston County credit social media with helping to identify a wanted woman. Sheriff's Office looking for 30-year-old Brittany Johnson. She has an arrest warrant out for fraudulent use or possession of identifying information. Authorities investigating a case of identity theft reported out of Baycliff. The victim received a bank statement for a bank account opened using a stolen check. Investigators say Johnson used a fake driver's license to open the account in the victim's name. They got surveillance video from the bank, shared the images on social media, and were able to identify Johnson. Investigators are still looking this morning for Johnson. City of Groves looking to make street and sewer improvements using grants from the Texas General Land Office. Maya, Cable, Maya uh, shows us what changes are being made. Residents of Groves can expect some relief as the city makes repairs to the sewer system and roads. One resident says she's hoped for road improvements for more than two decades. And I've been living in my house 23 years and since I've been living here I have never seen the street fixed like it's supposed to be. The city of Groves received multiple grants including $1.9 million from the Texas General Land Office. 
These state grants allow the city to make the improvement with less burden to the people who live here. For all the things that you're seeing done in the city on all these, on all these projects, the taxpayers only had to pay 29 cents of every dollar that we're spending. Although phase two of road repairs is set to begin any day now, it's not the only thing being tackled with the funding. The final uh, 1.9 million that we got from the federal government through the COVID funds, we're using that for sewer line improvements all over the city. The sewer line repair is especially necessary as several Groves residents experience issues with their plumbing. You know, when I would wash clothes, uh, the water would drain to my uh, kitchen sink. With the early stages already completed, city manager D.E. Sosa hopes to see phases two and three completed in a timely manner. Phase one of construction has been completed in the city of Groves as curbs around the city have been worked on and improved. But as you can see, there is still a ways to go as roads need to be repaved and redone. City manager D.E. Sosa says that work should be completed by the end of this year. Reporting in Groves, Maya Caleb. The roads will be repaved with asphalt and expected to last at least 10 to 15 years. Sewer line replacement will take around a year to finish. Some good eating, not just to fill tummies, but to raise money for local United Way. ExxonMobil hosting one of its pot, one pot cook off for its annual giving campaign to benefit the United Way of Beaumont and North Jefferson County at the ExxonMobil Beaumont Complex on Burt Street. 17 employee-led cook-off teams competed against each other. They were told that we were told they included spicy elements in their submissions, which all had to be prepared in one pot and within four hours. Five judges made the decision on which was best, and that, of course, included the one, the only, Angel San Juan. When you think about the impact that you're able to have by giving to United Way, ExxonMobil gets it. They're a great corporate partner. One gift supports 20 local uh, nonprofits and 36 programs of those agencies. So today's like today are critical and very important. The top dishes selected and the top three teams will go on to participate in the United Way's annual One Pot Throwdown, which will feature cook teams from across Southeast Texas. And now, your daily weather forecast from the Southeast Texas Weather Authority. Good morning, Southeast Texas from the KFDM and Fox 4 Weather Center. I'm meteorologist Chad Sandwell, and here is a look at your forecast for Friday, September the 23rd. More of the same today. We're going to see high pressure in control. That's going to keep things pretty warm. We'll look for high temperatures to reach the upper 90s, both in the lakes and in the Triangle today. Looking at about 97 in Beaumont, 98 for the lakes, and maybe just a touch cooler toward the coast, maybe 95, 96 down in Port Arthur. So again, this I think is going to be the warmest day that we have, we'll see in this stretch. And as we head towards the weekend, we'll be looking forward to a cold front that should arrive on Monday. And that will bring some great changes into early next week. We'll talk more about that in just a second. In the meantime, we're continuing to watch two main systems in the tropics this morning. Hurricane Fiona is now down to a Category 3 hurricane, 125-mile-an-hour sustained winds with gusts to 155. Going to be moving northwest of Bermuda today, taking aim on Nova Scotia as we head into the weekend. So again, we'll continue to watch that. Uh, Bermuda getting a pretty good slap from Fiona as it passes off to the northwest. We continue to watch a tropical wave north of Venezuela this morning, kind of working its way north of Aruba. It is starting to get better organized. I believe we will see a tropical depression or a tropical storm later today. And then from there, probably a hurricane before the weekend is out. This system does still appear to be tracking across the Northwest Caribbean 
and across Cuba early next week. Right now, with the cold front coming into southeast Texas and the trough setting up over the eastern half of the country, it does look like this system is going to be headed for the west coast of Florida. Of course, still pretty early in the game, so you'll want to keep it with your weather authority for the latest on this particular system throughout the weekend. But again, it does look like it will become a tropical depression or a storm later today and perhaps a hurricane over the weekend. So definitely want to stay tuned to what's going on in the Caribbean this weekend. Overall, Monday, we're going to see that cold front push through the area, and that's going to bring some nice changes. Of course, well above normal temperatures, both overnight lows and daytime highs this week. Starting Tuesday, we'll see our overnight lows dip back down into the 60s with highs back into the 80s. Both of those numbers just a little bit below normal for this time of year. And as we continue continue throughout the week, by Friday morning, most of southeast Texas could see overnight lows in the middle and upper 50s with daytime highs in the mid-80s. So a nice stretch of weather as we head into the end of September and the first weekend of October. That is going to do it for your forecast on this Friday morning. Of course, it's going to be a great night for high school football. We should see mostly clear skies, but it will be a warm one. Again, don't forget you can download your free weather app. It's available on our iOS and Android devices. And, of course, you can also check us out on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Going to be a hot one on this Friday. Sunny skies and highs in the upper 90s. From the KFDM and Fox 4 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chad Sandwell. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Join us again Monday for the KFDM Morning Show Podcast.